0: Buenas and half a day to our listeners on Guam and in the CNMI. It's now time for Total Health right here on Joy FM Radio, where your questions get answered by health professionals. If you have any health related questions, we would love to hear from you. Call your questions and comments in at 472 1111 or text or WhatsApp 686 9999. If you're in the CNMI, please call 323 1113. Welcome, everybody, to Total Health.
1: Hi, day. My name is Rose Trina, and welcome to Total Help. Today we have Allison Thorpe in the studio. Hi, Allie. Hi, Rose Trina. How are you? I'm
2: well, thank you. How are you? Good, thank you. I'm so happy to be here this evening. Thank you for coming. Thank you. As Rose Trina said, my name is Allison Thorpe. I'm a family nurse practitioner uh, specializing in women's health here at the Guam SDA Clinic. I've been on the island for almost a year now. And I really enjoyed the experience, getting to know this beautiful part of the world, and to meet so many friendly people.
1: It's, you know, thank you so
2: much. Um, it's good to know that you're enjoying your experience here. Thank you. You know, after after nearly a year here, um, I've I've noticed there's many health problems here on the island of Guam, mm-hmm. and uh, many many which affect the women of Guam in particular, because that's the area uh, in which I work um, in the clinic. We notice there's a lot of cervical abnormalities um, caught on routine uh, women's health visits here at the clinic. That means there's some changes to the cells um, on the women's cervix that could lead to cervical cancer. Um, There's a lot of high sugars during pregnancy uh, that leads to what we call a high-risk pregnancy uh, where the mother and the babies have to be followed really closely. There's also a lot of something called PCOS, uh, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome um, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Actually, mm-hmm. we're going to focus um, today's uh, talk on, on PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. I just want to say if if you're a, a gentleman or a husband, a, a boyfriend, a father listening to this, um, don't tune it out today uh, just because you think this may be a women's health issue. Uh, you may have a loved one um, suffering some of the symptoms that we're going to talk about today, and, and you may be able to help them. So um, definitely stay tuned. <laughs> right. Um, I understand, before we start, I understand that there's somebody that you would like to thank. Oh, yes. I just wanted to, to mention a thank you to Dr. Debbie Sweeney. She's the OBGYN pro- provider at the Guam SDA clinic, um, and um, she helped me with this, this presentation as well. I, I used some of her expertise and her knowledge in putting this together, and I just wanted to, to tell her thank you also today.
1: Okay. Um, thank you, Dr. Sweeney. Uh, shifting gears, um, today you said that we are going to be talking about PCOS or polycystic
2: ovarian syndrome. Um, what is PCOS? So basically PCOS, it's a collect, collection of symptoms um, that affects a woman's menstrual cycle, um, can affect, affect fertility, appearance, and, and weight. Um, and when we put the different pieces um, of this puzzle together, um, we can see how the symptoms relate to, to one another, um, but then we can also see how some simple lifestyle changes um, can have a positive impact on these symptoms and actually in, in many cases reverse them to a very manageable level. Uh, unlike many disorders, PCOS can improve uh, if you take the steps to manage manage the, the causes. And so recognizing the symptoms early uh, and working on improving the um, your health through diet and exercise um, can really prevent a lot of the complications of PCOS, including infertility.
1: Um, you did mention infertility. Uh, but there are cases where people, women with PCOS have had kids. Oh, certainly. So say say a woman has PCOS, she's still able to have kids. Are her kids also likely to have PCOS, her daughters?
2: So that's a good question. We, we do see instances where PCOS runs in families. There's no um, actually identified genetically link, um, but we do see where it runs in families. Um, I, like to, I like to say it's, it's not so much that the PCOS is necessarily genetic, um, but similar families, family members, mothers, daughters, seem to have a similar lifestyle. And the lifestyle really contributes a lot to PCOS. So when the lifestyle runs in the family, um, the PCOS can too.
1: Okay. So I understand that we're going to talk about lifestyle a little bit later. Yes. Uh, Before we go on to lifestyle, can we talk about the symptoms of PCOS?
2: Certainly. So PCOS uh, is called a syndrome. Um, rather than a disease, um, because it shows up as a group of signs and symptoms that can occur in any combination. So somebody with PCOS can have, uh, you know, one grouping of symptoms, um, another grouping of symptoms. It may not be exactly the same for every person who has the syndrome, um, but it can be a combination. So we can just go through some of the symptoms of Mm -hmm. PCOS, and you may recognize um, you know, one, two, or all of them uh, in yourself if you're listening, um, If, if it, you may need to, to be checked out. So the first one we'll talk about is the menstrual cycle. So when you have PCOS, uh, oftentimes your, your periods can be uh, irregular, um, they can be heavier than normal, or they can be absent altogether. So an, a normal cycle for a woman is to have one cycle of bleeding every month. Um, That's how God created our bodies, and that's how our body stays healthy. Um, But if you have, um, you can still have completely normal periods and still have PCOS, um, if you recognize some of the other symptoms we'll go into later. Um, But oftentimes, the periods are the first ones um, that a woman would would notice. Um, The most concerning symptom of a period is if it's extremely heavy. Uh, So that's one that often as a, as a women's health care provider, I'm watching out for the most because we don't want um, you to end up bleeding so much that you need to have a blood transfusion or that you're anemic or that you, you know, faint, have dizziness, um, heart failure, a lot of a lot of complications with low blood um, in your body. So how much bleeding is too much? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we would, we would start with. So a good rule of thumb is, is you're changing uh, your, your feminine product, your pad or your tampon. Um, every hour—that's too much bleeding. Um, that w- that would be—that's t- a lot. That that is a lot. Yeah. Uh, but some people think this is normal. Uh, we have women come into the clinic that that think that that's that's how it's supposed to be. That's a normal period. That's not a normal period. <laughs> uh, you should not should not have that much bleeding. Um, if you have to use diapers because you're bleeding so much that you can't control it with a with a pad, or if you soak through um, your products into your clothes, you know, that's too much bleeding. So those are those are red flags as well. and this can lead you to the emergency room for transfusions if you do this month after month. Um, like I said, we see one all the time who think this is normal. <laughs> so so we just want to to put the information out there that that's that's too much. Um now, now, <laughs> um going from too much bleeding to too little bleeding. So also, on the other hand, um, there's women that can go for months and months without having a period. Um, we see also see women who go three, four, five, six, plus months without having any bleeding at all. This is dangerous in a different way. Um, so the lining of the of the uterus sheds monthly, that's what creates the menstrual cycle, and it flushes away the old cells and makes room for the new cells to grow. And this creates a healthy environment for a, a baby if the woman were to get pregnant. Um, that month, when we go months and months without the period, uh, those old cells have time to form abnormalities that can lead to uterine cancer and other uterine disorders. <clears throat> so, if you're having less than nine periods a year, uh, this is something we call oligomenorrhea. That means not enough periods. Um, it's one of the criteria for PCOS. It's it's important to to keep in mind that you should be having a period every month to keep that lining healthy. Uh, and if you go through more than three months without a period, it's time to see your healthcare provider um, about getting some medication to to help you have a period. Okay. For the health of your uterus.
1: Um. What about painful menstruation? Is that also a symptom?
2: So painful menstruation is not typically a symptom of PCOS. Um, it it actually can be a symptom of a whole other group of of women's health disorders that we, we wouldn't have time for today. Okay. <laughs> um, there, there's four or five different things it could be. There's, there's some conditions where the, the lining of the uterus will grow into the wall of the uterus, um, or it can co- collect in other parts of the body outside the uterus. Um, there's, there's a lot of other disorders associated with painful periods, not necessarily PCOS, though.
1: Okay. Um, what other symptoms are also associated with PCOS?
2: So we talked about the abnormal menstrual cycle. The next uh, most common one is is weight gain, uh, or or weight in general, not necessarily weight gain. But women with PCOS are are mm-hmm. often over the recommended BMI or the body mass index for their height. So, so usually women with PCOS are a little bit overweight. Um, they will have higher levels of insulin circulating in the blood, and our our cells normally absorb glucose. Um, with the help of insulin, but in PCOS, our cells aren't responding normally to that insulin, so the body keeps creating more and more insulin to try to overcome that resistance um, and, and use more force, force the glucose into the cells by creating more insulin. And when the insulin levels rise, then it creates a lot of other side effects, like skin changes um, that we'll talk about a little bit later um, on, uh, on, and on in the program.
1: From what I understand, as insulin levels rise, you're also more likely to
2: gain weight, right? Yes, that is true. Okay. Yeah, because the body's trying to force that glucose into the cells, into storage, and so you end up storing more and more, mm-hmm. which, you know, ends up increasing our weight. Okay. Um, I see here that there are other symptoms. Yeah, so a couple more. Um, acne um, can be a symptom and, and excessive hair growth. So we'll talk a little bit about each of those. So women with PCOS, uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome, um, tend to have higher levels of androgens. What are androgens? Androgens are typically what we think of as male hormones. So that would be like testosterone. Um, women normally have testosterone in their body. It's also part of a woman's hormone, Um Panel, mm-hmm. but in PCOS, um, the testosterone levels are much higher than they are supposed to be uh, in a woman, and this can lead to acne outbreaks. Um, so, can cause breakouts and pimples when you don't want them because of the high testosterone levels, male hormones. Um, those same hormones can cause excessive hair growth. So, when we have more mm-hmm. testosterone as a woman in our body um, than than we need to. Um, you may have hair in certain other places. So some of the some of the places we ask our patients if they're growing out normal hair would be on your chest, your thighs, your face, your back. Uh, that's a side effect of the of the androgen androgens. And one of the screening questions that we often ask women who come in concerned about PCOS is, well, do you pluck? Uh, do you wax? Do you shave um, your your jawline under your chin, your chest, even your lower belly? Um, any of those places that would be a sign for us that they they may have one of the symptoms of PCOS Um, in addition to having too much hair in some areas they may have not enough hair in other areas so so with PCOS you may develop something called male pattern baldness um, which basically means the the hair on your temples and the top of your head may be thinner than the back of your head so you may grow hair in areas you don't want. You're losing hair in areas that you do want because mm-hmm. of that high testosterone uh, level in, in PCOS. It's just called male
1: pattern baldness though, right? Yeah. So it, it, it does show up in females. It's just that's the name of correct the condition. Yeah. Okay. I'm seeing here also that there are some other symptoms include like sleep problems or fatigue.
2: Yeah. So. Um, Oftentimes we can have some fatigue or exhaustion due to the fluctuating hormone levels um, and it can cause some increased anxiety in many people. So if, if you notice that you snore or snort or gasp or stop breathing for periods of time during the night or if your loved one tells you um, that you do this, um, it may mean you're not getting enough oxygen the night. This is often due to weight um, as our body mass index increases or our, our obesity um, we get less air at night because of the pressure on our airways. Um, but you may need something uh, like a sleep study or, or a machine called a CPAP to help you breathe at night uh, if you're suffering from those effects. And it's kind of a vicious cycle, so the, the more tired you get, the worse your symptoms are. Um, so it's really something you need to get checked out uh, with your health care provider.
1: Okay. Um, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about some of the symptoms. I see there's one more. Mm -hmm. Um, If you have any questions about PCOS or women's health, go ahead and give us a call. Uh, Call us on Guam at 472-1111. That's 472-1111. If you're calling from the CNMI, call us at 323-1113. That's 323-1113. Or you can text or WhatsApp us at 671-686-9999. That's 671 686 It's free from the CNMI. If you're tuned in on Facebook, go ahead and leave a question in the comments below. We'll be right back after the break. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? We ask ourselves that question on a regular basis. Have we arrived? Have we achieved all we can? Have we worked ourselves out of a job?
2: How much longer? I'm tired. I wish I'd stayed home.
1: Sometimes we get weary. We call out to God for help. We don't know how we can endure the distance between where we are and where God wants us to be. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? We are not there yet. Perhaps that's the greatest reason we continue to exist. You and I are both on a journey, and the finish line is beyond our sight. But we'll keep walking with you because we both need encouragement along the way. And anytime someone asks, Are we there yet? You can be confident that we're closer today than we've ever been. We'll keep walking together from Joy FM. Family
0: Friendly Radio, joyfmradio.net. Welcome back. You're listening to Total Health on Joy FM. Call in with your health-related questions to 472-1111 in Guam. If you live in the CNMI, we want to hear from you, too. Call 323-1113 or text or WhatsApp us at 686-9999. And now, here's more Total Health.
1: Hi! Welcome back to Total Health. My name is Rose Trina, and I'm joined in the studio today by Allison Allison Thorpe. Hi, Ali. How are you? Hi, Rose Trina. Good, thank you. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Go ahead.
2: So, so as Rose Trina said, my name is Allison Thorpe, and I'm a nurse practitioner at the Guam SDA Clinic, and we are talking about PCOS today, or polycystic ovarian syndrome, and how that um, affects a woman's body, and things we can do, or think things to look out for, and things we can do to manage and treat it. Okay. So
1: PCOS today. Yeah. So before we came, before we went into the break, uh, we were talking about the symptoms a little. Um, and then we had addressed depression, or we have addressed, the last symptom we did address was sleep problems and fatigue or exhaustion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now we're gonna go into the, the last two symptoms that I see here.
2: Yeah, so we have a couple symptoms left. Just to quickly recap, the, the symptoms we went over uh, before the break were abnormal menstrual cycle, um, weight gain, acne, hair growth, hair loss, um, sleep problems, um, and now going into depression, so there's, there's this whole collection of symptoms um, that make up PCOS um, that we're looking at. So you may have uh, a few of these, you may have all of them, um, and so it doesn't have to be um, all to, to classify you as having PCOS. It can just be a few of these. So moving on into depression, um, these symptoms are more common in women with PCOS. And the reason for having depression or anxiety is probably more related to um, poor diet and lack of exercise than the actual hormones associated with PCOS. Okay. But the, the two kind of go hand in have, hand, and there's there's definitely steps we can take to improve our mood and our anxiety. Um, but there's not a direct link. Um, the reason I mention it is sometimes if, if we're overweight, if we're not sleeping well, um, if we're not exercising all of those things can kind of, uh, you know, make us feel down and make us feel like we're not living our best life or we're not as healthy as we wish we could be. That can lead to some depression. We can have anxiety over our weight, um, over uh, the health of our body. And so while it's not directly a, a cause or effect of PCOS, it, it, they definitely go hand in hand. And we, we do see more, more depression and anxiety in women with PCOS um, because of the lifestyle factor involved.
1: Mhm. Um what about fertility problems?
2: So fertility is is usually the main reason people seek help in PCOS. Um, oftentimes they'll they'll just manage uh, other symptoms or their periods on their own for years. Um but when they want to have a family, that's often when they come and seek help from the healthcare provider. And by that point, it's not too late. I, I won't say it's too late um, for help at that point, but definitely there could have been a lot of benefit by seeking help earlier on in the process um, before some of the damage has been done. Mm-hmm. Um, so so fertility is usually when we see a, a woman in the clinic and diagnose PCOS um, when, when then she's trying to start a family and, and has been having difficulty um, for several months. So... The name, uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about pregnancy and fertility uh, uh, towards the end of the talk, but I'll I'll just briefly describe it now. Um, The name polycystic means that there's many small cysts um, that form on the ovaries that didn't reach maturity uh, because of the hormone levels. So every month um, a woman's hormones go up, uterus is healthy, she's ready to get pregnant. If it doesn't happen, um, the, the egg releases, uh it goes its way if it doesn't meet up with a sperm um then then a period happens, and the lining of the uterus shreds sheds and, and gets ready for that cycle again month after month
1: mm-hmm.
2: um so normally, each month, a woman would release an egg from one ovary or the other ovary um but because of the abnormal um patterns um the the egg doesn't release so basically it will just uh start growing form a small cyst but then the hormones um, don't go in the cycle wave that they're supposed to and so the cyst just stays small it never gets big never ruptures never releases the egg Um, and so we see on ultrasound polycystic ovaries which means multiple small little cysts all over the ovaries that never ruptured kind of looks like a cluster of grapes or a bunch of bubbles um, ovary is supposed to be smooth, maybe have one or two cysts in it that are maturing, getting ready to rupture. But a woman with polycystic ovarian syndrome will have uh, a grape-like appearance um, to the ovary and because of all the little cysts that have accumulated but not matured month after month when she hasn't been ovulating correctly. How do those cysts affect fertility? So it, it basically makes it harder for the the next egg to mature and be released, because mm-hmm. there's some scar tissue, there's basically all those little sister in the way. they form you know they form scars uh, all over the ovary and and it just makes it harder for the next egg to release. Um, mm. but but the the bigger thing would be the hormone cycle related um, with pcOS makes it hard for the egg to release. Um, and so it would be harder to ovulate in general. So at what point? At what
1: point should I see my doctor say, say I don't know I have it? At what point should I see my
2: doctor? So if you notice any of the symptoms we talked about, if you have uh, excessive hair growth, if you have to pluck or wax or shave your face, lower abdomen, chest, um, if, if you are having abnormal menstrual cycles, so either too much bleeding like we talked about earlier, or prolonged periods with no, pro- sorry, prolonged periods. Yeah, you can have too long of periods too, meaning greater than seven days. Um, that can be a symptom also. Or going many months without having a menstrual cycle. Um, those would all be reasons to contact your health care provider.
1: Okay. Um, when I do go see my healthcare care provider or say I go and see someone in the OB department, um, what questions would my doctor be more likely to ask?
2: So your doctor um, will want will want you to be very honest with them. <laughs> um, I know sometimes this is a it's a difficult topic f- to talk about uh, with anyone. Um, it's it's a very sensitive topic, um, but for your healthcare provider to be able to treat you um, to the best ability, um, they'll want you to be really honest with them about your menstrual cycle. So they'll ask you, "How old were you when you started?" Uh, menstruating. Um, how long are your periods? How much do you bleed? You know, how many sanitation pads do you go through um, in a day? Um, have you ever had to have a blood transfusion before? Um, you know, they'll ask you if you have abnormal hair growth. They may even look. They'll look um, at the at your skin. Um, there's some skin changes that where we can see um, the insulin resistance. Um, can cause some skin changes um, that we would look for. Um, it's called acanthosis nigricans, and it's basically darkening uh, of the skin. It makes the skin look velvety um, behind the neck, sometimes under um, skin folds in the inner thigh. um will be darker than the rest of your skin um, because of the insulin resistance, and so they may look for that also. So that's not to be confused
1: with, like, stretch marks. This is actually a dark, a dark, like patch on your
2: skin, correct? So stretch marks would tend to be more silvery uh, mm-hmm. looking, um, then and but the the acanthosis nigricans will be darker uh, look look velvety kind of it looks very soft <laughs> when you see it. It's a it's a dark uh, thin stripe, usually mostly behind the neck or the inner thigh. Okay. See. Okay. Um. Let's
1: see. So. We did go over the symptoms. Um, this question may be a little bit redundant, but how can I tell if I have PCOS, and uh, how will I know that I don't have it?
2: So uh, if if you are, are concerned, you have may have it. Like I said, many women don't seek um, help until they're trying to start a family. That's usually when we see uh, women with PCOS. But sometimes we see people sooner who are concerned about... Uh, uh, irregular menstruation periods. So if, if you're not having your menstrual cycle every month um, or, or you notice the hair growth, um, that would be a time to reach out to your doctor. Um, how do you know you don't have it? If so, if you're, if you're having um, a period every month that lasts between five to seven days and you're not soaking a pad an hour or having to wear adult diapers, you don't have any hair growth, <laughs> um, the, you know. You're you're probably fairly fairly regular. It's always good to go get a woman a well woman exam. We call them where you where you see your your gynecologist or your women's health provider um, once every year, uh, mm-hmm. and they'll they'll review your health history with you, any symptoms, um, and they can go over things with you at that time. But um, you know, if if you're not having any of these symptoms that we talked about, you you probably have a fairly healthy hormone cycle
1: that's good to know um oh i hear the music mm-hmm. so it sounds like we're gonna go to break uh if you have any questions go ahead and call us if you're on guam call us at 472-1111 that's 472 if you're calling from the cnmi that's Tinian, or rhoda call us at 323-1113 323-1113 You can also text or WhatsApp us at 671-686-9999. That's 671-686-9999. It's free from the CNMI. And if you're tuning in on Facebook, go ahead and leave your question in the comments below. We'll be right back after the break.
2: There's no end to need you needed food today and you'll need food tomorrow. We'll need support today and we'll need it tomorrow. Humans have needs, that's why he meets needs. He has a ready supply and
0: because he's given you resources, sometimes he might meet our need
2: through his gifts to you. Follow the God who provides. The result is the development of a community of those who need, finding those needs met by God. Joy FM, family friendly radio.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to Total Health on Joy FM. Call in with your health-related questions to 472-1111 in Guam. If you live in the CNMI, we want to hear from you, too. Call 323-1113 or text or WhatsApp us at 686-9999. And now, here's more Total Health.
1: Hi, and welcome back to Total Health. My name is Rose Trina, and I am here with Allison Thorpe. Hi, Ali. Hi, Rose Trina. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Okay. So before, that's good. <laughs> that's good. I'm glad you're okay. Um, before we went to the break, we were talking about the symptoms of PCOS. How you can tell if you don't have it uh, was our last topic. And so now we're going to segue into somebody who's already been diagnosed with PCOS. Um after I've gone to visit my doctor, I've been diagnosed, and they told me I have PCOS. Uh, what's next? How do I manage it? Yeah.
2: So, so this is the the good news um, about PCOS is it, it's very relatively easy to manage. I should say. Okay. So, so there's there's a spectrum. If if somebody has very severe PCOS, obviously there's there's more complicated things that we would need to do. Um, but in general, if if you're willing to overhaul your diet and start an exercise program, um, you can get a great deal of control uh, over your PCOS symptoms. And and that's the good news, because a lot of that is in our hands. It's not anything you have to take, anything your doctor has to do for you. Um, it's something you have to do for yourself. Um, but that's kind of good news, because we should all be taking charge of our health mm-hmm. in, a, in a proactive way. So if if we're willing to do that, we can manage the symptoms. Um, the insulin resistance that causes many of the p c s symptoms and 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 we know diet and exercise can help control that insulin or reverse that insulin resistance um and so so that's the good news
1: that is good news um, let's see okay, so um, what about if
2: you're overweight? how can you bring your body back to a healthy weight so uh, obesity or being overweight um, is, is, is one of the biggest contributing factors um, to, to making PCOS worse. So the more overweight you are, the worse your PCOS will be, um, especially if you're trying to get pregnant. So for a woman who's overweight and struggling with fertility and has been trying to get pregnant, um, even just losing a few pounds uh, can help the, the body's ovulation cycle. So as a rule of thumb, we say um, that you need to lose between five and ten percent of your body weight to help with PCOS. So, just as an example, if if you're a woman and you're around 200 pounds, um, you'd need to lose a minimum of 10 pounds um, to start making a difference in your symptoms. So that that would be, you know, the percentage of your weight that you'd need to start possibly start ovulating again. Um, so that, that would help bring your insulin resistance down a little bit, your body back to a healthier weight, reduce some of those, those symptoms and, and boost your fertility.
1: Okay, so weight loss is one of them. Um, that's one of the lifestyle changes that you can make. What about your food and your meals?
2: So eating regular meals uh, plays a big role in the health um, of your body. And I know that this has been discussed many, many times on this station, um, the importance of what you eat and mm-hmm. when you eat. Um, so this is not new information, but in relation to PCOS, it makes a big difference. So there's a, there's a saying that we, that we like to say, it's eat breakfast like a king mm-hmm. and lunch like a prince and dinner like a pauper. <laughs> and there's another quote that I like that says, eat your breakfast, share your lunch with a friend and give your dinner to your enemy. <laughs> so any any way you look at it, the breakfast is the most important meal of the day um, and dinner is your least important. So breakfast, you wake up in the morning, drink water, take a walk, get your metabolism going for the day. You eat your breakfast, you have all day to burn off those calories. You eat a little bit at lunch to keep you going. Um, but then if you think about it, if you eat a lot at dinner, what do you do after dinner? Well, you you're tired at the end of the day, so you wanna sit and relax. Uh, your metabolism starts to slow down then you go to bed, then what does your body do with all those calories that you just ate for dinner? It doesn't know what to do with them it's like let's put them into storage <laughs> so mm-hmm. so that, that contributes to weight gain is, is when people eat uh, a large or heavy meal in the evening um, so I, I know it's it's really hard to I, I feel like even though I've only been in the islands a year that the dinner is an important family yeah. time here in the yes. islands and so it, it's hard to hard to think about not having that meal or, or changing uh, the the paradigm of, of the evening meal. But if you can have some fruit together as a family, some, you know, simple whole wheat toast, it's still a time you can connect as a family, just, you know, maybe not as heavy a meal as, as sometimes we're used to. Um, so we have to, we have to think of it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see here that we address carbs next. Yeah, so there's there's so many so much hype about carbs carbs are good carbs are bad you should eat carbs you should not eat carbs what should you do (laughs) so carbs are not necessarily bad Um, there there's two different types of carbs so the type of carbohydrates um, that you want to eat is is what's important so there's simple carbohydrates and there's complex carbohydrates so simple carbohydrates are things like sugar white flour white rice white pasta complex carbohydrates are brown rice, whole wheat bread, whole wheat pastas. Um, They play a role in something called glycemic index. So this measures how the the body's uh, blood sugar is affected. Simple carbs um, break down really quickly into simple sugars or glucose and cause the blood sugar to spike really fast. The complex carbohydrates kind of stabilize your blood sugar. They break down more slowly. Things like fruits and vegetables and beans and nuts are all part of the complex carbohydrate group, and they help to stabilize your your blood sugar. Um, When your blood sugar is stable um, over a long period of time during the day, you don't have those spikes and drops. You won't feel the cravings. You won't get as hungry. They help you feel full longer, so you eat less. Um, So really try to focus on the complex carbohydrates, your green leafy vegetables, your nuts, your beans, um, those things really, really help. Uh, will help your weight loss, will help your glycemic index, uh, especially in relation to PCOS. <coughs> it's also really important to limit the amount of fat that you have in your diet. So fat would be like things, coconut oil, um, any oil, uh, any really butter, um, grease, greasy meats, um, cakes and pastries and cookies um, and fried foods. Those types of things have a lot of fat in them. So obviously reducing that will reduce the amount that your body wants to store um, as fat in your body. Uh, And salt, you know, as a general rule of thumb, it's good to have a low-sodium diet. Uh, We want to look for things low in sodium. So if you're eating canned foods, uh, especially even our beans, often are canned with a lot of salt. So if Mm -hmm. you wash them off before you eat them or get the low-sodium variety uh, from the shelf, it's good to keep low-salt in your diet also. Okay, Um, so just to recap that a
1: little bit, if you're overweight, bring your body weight down a little bit. And then also eat regular meals. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Lunch, eat a little bit less, and then dinner, eat like a popper. Correct. Um, Carbs are not always bad. Complex carbohydrates are good for you, and you should be eating them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Limit the fat in your diet as well as the salt. Yes. Okay, so those are healthy. Yes. um, those were the previous points that we had made.
2: Uh, what about physical activity? So it's a, it's really important to get some physical activity every day. This will will make one of one of the biggest differences uh, for your insulin resistance uh, if you have it. So half an hour is is great if that's what you can do. Um, hours is even better to help keep your weight under control. So when we exercise, it. It increases our metabolism for a period of time um, and then it will go you know back back to baseline so we we tell people who are trying to lose weight to to walk for around 10 minutes after every meal it kind of bumps your metabolism up a little bit helps you um, digest and burn those calories that you just ate Um, if you can't do a big chunk of exercise at one time you know you can break it up into smaller smaller chunks so if you can do Three 10 minute walks a day, there's your 30 minutes right there. If, if you don't have a half hour at one time, or if you're a busy mom like me, I have three mm-hmm. kids at home. It's really hard to find a, a big chunk of time to yourself, but you know, the kids will entertain themselves for 10 minutes at a time. I can walk around my yard, I can walk up and down my block while they're riding their bikes, you yeah. know, take the dog for a walk, whatever you need to do to get your body up and moving, uh, even if you have a busy schedule. So, you need to do um, both aerobic exercise and weight-bearing. So aerobic is something that gets your heart rate going. This would be like, usually you have to walk fairly quickly to get your heart rate up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so walking very quickly or running or swimming um, would, would be an aerobic type of uh, activity. Um, and then weight-bearing would be like lifting weights, body weight exercises, um, those type of things. Um, are You need to do a combination of those to keep your body healthy.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, so say they've been keeping the lifestyle... Um, they, they followed the lifestyle recommendations that their provider has given them. Uh, they lost a little bit of weight. They went... They lost a little bit of weight, and then they went and they're doing the physical activity. Maybe they're breaking, up in, breaking it up into, like, different chunks of time so that it's more manageable. And then they're also following the diet recommendations, but are there patients that might need a little bit extra help, even though they do all of this?
2: Definitely, definitely there are, and and we see many of them uh, in clinic. E- even if you're doing all the right things, um, oftentimes we need a little extra supplement <laughs> to help uh, manage the PCOS. So what kind of things um, might you expect um, from your healthcare provider if, if you need extra medications to manage your PCOS. Um, so the medications that we, we typically use would be progesterone or an oral contraceptive. Um, even if you des- necessarily don't need it for contraception, um, the oral contraceptives contain hormones. And so what our goal is by using a contraceptive pill is to... Um, help the hormones flow kind of in a in a curve every month. So the hormones kind of rise gradually towards the middle of your cycle. You have your period, they drop off um, and go back to a trough level. So we wanna like a wave-like pattern with your hormones. And if your body isn't doing that naturally, then sometimes we have to use the contraceptive pills or birth control pills to achieve that cycle mm-hmm. uh, for your body to maintain the health. Uh, sometimes we need the progesterone either to induce a period to happen if you haven't had one in a long time or to stop bleeding if you're bleeding too heavily and you're not stopping on your own so we can use it a couple different ways um, depending on what um, what's happening with your body um, other medications um, would be metformin um, sometimes this can help increase the body sensitivity to in- insulin Um, and correct some metabolic and blood sugar activities and and make your menstrual cycles regular. So those are just a few of the medications that that we would use to help manage if if diet and exercise alone aren't doing the job.
1: Okay, so in case people are following the lifestyle recommendations um, and they still need a little bit of extra help, there is that extra help. Correct. Okay, good news. Good Mm -hmm. news. The music is here again, so it's time for our next break. If you have a question, go ahead and call it in. If you're on Guam, call us at 472-1111, that's 472-1111. If you're calling from the CNMI, call us at 323-1113, that's 323-1113. Send us a text or WhatsApp us at 671-686-9999, that's 671-686-9999. It's free from the CNMI or if you're tuned in via Facebook, just leave a message in the comments below. We'll be
0: right back after the break. Simple words shared here, make their way through wires and air and are received by a radio in a 15 year old automobile.
1: The driver heard those words and they impacted a life. That driver took those words and gave them to her family. Her son took those words and thought about them for a few days before he retransmitted them to his friends. One of those friends took those words and shared them with
0: her dad. That dad shared it with some of those with whom he did business. A gentleman who
1: heard those words took them on a trip back to another state where he shared them with his family.
0: Those simple words continue to impact lives and we're ready to start a chain reaction. God loved you enough to develop a way for you to become friends. This happened when Jesus died on the cross for your sin and rose from the dead to offer eternal life. That news is what makes us different and it's a message you can share. Thanks for supporting The Message from Joy FM, family-friendly radio. joyfmradio.net And we're back with more Total Health. Give us a call with your medical questions. Number to call in Guam is 472-1111. If you're in the seat of Mind, the number to call is 323-1113. Or you can text or WhatsApp us at 686-9999. Now back to the program.
1: Hi, and welcome back to Total Health Live. My name is Rose Trina, and I'm here in the studio with Allison Thorpe. She's a nurse practitioner at the Guam Seventh-day Adventist Clinic, if you're just tuning in. And we're talking about PCOS today. Hi.
2: Hi, Rose Trina. Thank you. So just to recap, uh, so we've talked about the the symptoms of PCOS, what you can do to manage it, um, a lot of the health um, steps that you can take to improve your health yourself um, if you have PCOS. So just in our last few minutes, we'll, we'll briefly talk about uh, fertility or pregnancy in PCOS and mm-hmm. what you can do. Um, just before we went on the break, we mentioned that you may have to take some medications to help manage your PCOS. Those can include birth control pills or progesterone and something called metformin. Um, I just wanted to to also say that everything that metformin does, um, you can can accomplish with lifestyle changes. (laughs) So um, without any of the potential side effects of the metformin. So um, metformin doesn't mean you will have to take it permanently. It it may just be until you can get a handle on your health um, that you may have to take it for your PCOS, um, but you can achieve all the things that that medication does um, through your own diet and, and exercise. So that's that's, that's something encouraging to think that you may be able to to get off that eventually. It's not something you'll always have to be on. Mm-hmm. So, um, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of times we don't um, see women in the clinic until they're trying to get pregnant and they realize it's a little more difficult than they thought because of PCOS. Um, and so, uh, some things that you can expect if if you're trying to get pregnant and and having some difficulty is your healthcare provider would probably. Um, have you come into the clinic, ask you some questions um, about your menstrual cycle and um, your your body. And they would do an ultrasound of your ovaries. We'd be looking for the cysts on the ovaries that I talked about earlier. They may check some hormone levels. They'll check your testosterone, some of your, your ovarian hormone levels um, to see if they're within normal limits. Um, and they'll check for physical signs of insulin resistance, like we talked about the the darkening of the skin behind your neck or in skin folds or, you know, in your inner thigh um, area to look for the insulin resistance um, by, the, by the outward symbol. And if, if you're trying to get pregnant, you may need to take some medications to help the, you to ovulate uh, regularly. And sometimes uh, if it's very severe, you may even need to see a fertility specialist about some more involved treatments. And medication isn't perfect, um, but we do have a lot of treatments available for you or your loved ones um, that may have PCOS. So if if you have any of the symptoms we've talked about today, we just encourage you to reach out to your healthcare provider okay. uh, and talk about it with them.
1: Okay. Um, for a few minutes, could we just recap real quick? Maybe somebody... Missed the beginning, uh, the first 15 minutes of the show, but for a few minutes, could we recap the the symptoms of PCOS?
2: Yeah, so so some of the the symptoms that we talked about at the beginning of sh- of the the program would be uh, the menstrual cycle. That's usually the the key symptom, although you can have a normal menstrual period and still have PCOS. Um, but we talked about how much, you know, bleeding. Some people are bleeding excessively, having to change the feminine products more than once an hour. That's too much bleeding. If you're having to wear adult diapers or if you're bleeding through into your clothes, um, that's too heavy. Your 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 menstrual period should not be that heavy. That would be a reason to seek health, help from your health care provider. Um, we talked about... Uh, our weight and how that affects PCOS and how Mm -hmm. how losing some of our body weight can even reverse that insulin resistance and help you to start ovulating on a a routine basis again. Uh, We talked about acne um, because we have more of those androgens in our body, which are are called the male hormones, but still within the female body. Um, If you have too many of those androgens, uh, you can develop acne, Um, You can have excessive hair growth, so we talked about how you may have to pluck or shave or wax um, your chest, lower abdomen, or your face um, because you're you're growing hair there and you're not really supposed to be. Uh, We also talked about uh, the thinning of the hair. Some some women experience thinning on the top of their head or on the sides uh, of their head. It's called male pattern baldness, um, just basically because of the testosterone level. Um, So those... Those are some of the, the symptoms of PCOS that we talked about at the beginning that, that would be important to take note of um, and would all be reasons to talk to your healthcare care provider um, about um, things you can do to help improve your, your hormone levels on a monthly basis.
1: Okay. Okay. So you did mention um, menstruation cycles being abnormal, but then if it's painful, it may not be PCOS. That's correct. correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Yes. Uh,
2: painful menstruation is, is typically not one of the symptoms um, associated with PCOS, but probably related to something else that you would need to get checked out.
1: Okay. And then um, we did have acne. We did address acne. When I think of acne, I think of the face, maybe the back. Are there any other areas of acne that women should, be, uh, should watch out for?
2: So the face and the back are the most typical. Um, some, sometimes people can get it also on their chest. Women can get it on the on the, their their chest um, also. so those three areas, but we typically think of the the T zone of the face, which is basically down the forehead and across the nose. Um, that's that's typically where we see the acne. And sometimes when people um, take the birth control medications, that will really help improve acne as well. Um, it's not a reason we prescribe it, but it's a nice side effect. <laughs> That's
1: good to know, really. Um, we have about five. Yeah, we have about five minutes left of today's show. Uh, at the end, we usually have a segment called His Healing Word, so we're just gonna go ahead and segue into that.
0: And now for today's healing word from the Bible.
2: You no, there's a story in the Bible of a woman who had a bleeding issue. And it, mm-hmm. it really fits so well with um, the, the th- everything that we talked about today. You know, <clears throat> we don't know that this woman had PCOS. <laughs> yeah. She could have had a, a wide variety of, of uh, women's health issues. Um, but it it fits really well um, with the PCOS talk. And so I'd just like to, to read this story um, quickly I, it found in the book of Mark. Chapter 5, starting in verse 25. It says, Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for twelve years, and had suffered many things from physicians. She had spent all that she had, and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd, and touched his garment. For she said, If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, And she felt her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that the power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say who touched me? He looked around to see who had done this thing. But the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her daughter, daughter, Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. We don't know what kind of bleeding issue she had, uh, but we do know that Jesus cared about her body then, and he cares about our bodies today. Uh, And I just love how that parable ends with the reassurance that that her faith had healed her, and, and that she could go in peace, and that she was free from her suffering. So... As we take our troubles to Jesus, whether they be small, whether they be large, uh, we know that He cares for us uh, no matter what our condition. If we're having bleeding problems, if we're having family problems, if we've lost a loved one, um, we know that we can take all our troubles to Jesus. And it's it's my prayer today and every day that we can always find uh, hope and healing in Him.
1: Right. Um... You know, I'm so glad that the Bible is uh, a book that people can rely on. And it's also a book that many people can relate to. Like you just open up the Bible and then there's that book about that woman with the bleeding issue. Um, We only have a few minutes left of today's show, maybe about a minute and a few seconds. So before we go, is there anything that you would like to leave with our listeners?
2: I'm just so thankful to be here on the island of Guam. Um, there, there's many new things I'm learning uh, each day from from people that I meet and uh, many th- new things that I'm learning from my patients and that I see each day. And so it's just my prayer that, that God will, will use us um, to touch as many people as we can and, and to be His healing hand uh, here on earth um, until we can go home to heaven and be with Him.
1: Amen. Thank you so much for coming in today. I hear the music, and that's signaling the end of today's show. You've been listening to Total Health Live. Ali, thank you so much. Thank you, Riz Thank you.
0: Be sure to check with your doctors before making any sudden life changes discussed today. Total Health is brought to you in partnership with Guam 7-Day Adventist Clinic, where health is their mission. We look forward to seeing you next Wednesday. Thank you and see Masi, for listening to Total Health right here on Joy FM.